Hello, I'm Morgan Vincent. Welcome to Let God Speak. Even before humanity would dash off to our self-imposed stressful lives, God set a day as a marker, a living memory aid to rest. God wanted this day to be a time for us to stop and deliberately enjoy life, a day to be and not do, to celebrate the gift of grass, air, wildlife, water, people, and most of all, the creator of every good gift. Today we are going to explore God's wonderful invitation to rest. On our panel today, we have Mike Browning and Hannah Nakagawa. Thank you both for joining us. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Dear Father in heaven, as we are here today, we pray now that as we open your word, the Holy Spirit would be here to teach us. Be with our viewers also, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, today we are going to be discussing the topic of the rhythms of rest and we're going to be seeing what the Bible has to say about rest. And so, Hannah, the first question I want to ask is, why do we need rest in our lives today? That's a good question. I guess uh, we are living in a very fast-paced and hyper-connected world. I guess whenever we ask each other, how was your week? How was your day? We tend to say, oh, it was busy. I was mm. busy. Um, I feel like busy is the word that we describe our day and week so often. And um, research actually says that the average person is using the um, internet about four to six hours um, for social media, streaming, and other services. Mm. So we are living in a very busy life, so we need rest. It's, it's, yeah, it, is, it does seem quite busy. Mike, I want to ask you, in, in, in God's evaluation of what he made, we see this pattern of him forming a space and then filling it. But mm. what does God say about his creation? Okay, well, the interesting thing is that he does evaluate his own work. I find mm. that really interesting. Um, I'm going to actually read a scripture here from Genesis 1.31. Um, And this is what it says. Then God saw everything he had made. So he takes a look at it. He's enjoying what he's seeing. And indeed, it was very good. The evening, morning uh, and the morning were the sixth day. So he's he's it's just fascinating to me that he takes the trouble to evaluate it. And he comes up with um, an observation that it was very good. Mm. Mm. So if he's impressed we can't help but be. Sure. No, that's, that's a, it's a powerful assessment mm. of, of his creation. Yeah. And so the fact that God would need to rest, Hannah, seems interesting. Why is that? Sure. Um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, it says this, And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And we don't know if God um, does need a rest or he mm. does get um, tired. But uh, one thing we know is that he gave us the example 
for us to follow. It's similar to how Jesus gave us the example of baptism, even though he didn't need to because he didn't sin. But because of that, his example, he invites us to um, enter the rest with him, um, fellowship mm. with him and enjoy um, his nature and his goodness. Mm. It's a wonderful example that, that we can follow. I, I want to read now from Genesis chapter 1, and we read in verse 26 and 27, the Bible says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And notice here what God says in verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So, Mike, I want to ask you the question, what's the difference between the creation of humanity with the rest of creation, mm. the animals and other life? Yeah, it's really interesting because it specifically says that in everything else that God made, he spoke it into existence. Mm. But when it came to, um, to the first man and woman, it was quite different. Mm. And I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 here which says, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being, or some translations say living soul. Um, this, this is so interesting. There's something very intimate. He, mm. God fashions Adam out of the soil with his own hands and then he breathes into his nostrils the breath of life. I'm thinking there's an intimacy here that mm. God is trying to project towards humanity by saying this way. And then when it comes to his creation of Eve, um, still in chapter two and uh, going across to, let's see, verse 21, mm. it says, the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. And this is all happening while Adam's in a deep sleep. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. So not only it was there to be an intimacy between God and man, but now between man and woman. Mm. And the, the symbolism of the rib taken from Adam's side should not be lost on us. It's a beautiful symbol of the intimacy that is to be there. And, and God is trying to indicate to us something of the closeness of him with, hum, with humanity and humanity with humanity. Mm. It's a powerful thought to think that the, the first sight that man beheld was the face of God yes. in making it. And, and I wonder, and for our viewers today to think that our life begins really when we start seeing and beholding and, and, and knowing God as well. It's a beautiful thought. It's a really amazing thing that in Psalm 8 and verse 4, we read of a God who is mindful of us since, as we read, that we are created in his image of love. So we now transition to Reveal, to look at how God reveals his love to us in this concept of the rhythms of rest. So, Hannah, I want to ask, with the fourth commandment uh, of the Ten Commandments, what does that teach us about the Sabbath? Yes, um, we can go to Exodus 20, verse 8 to 11. The Bible says, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gate. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. 
Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So with this commandment, God calls us to remember our origin, who we really are. Um, some people, um, actually many people believe that we are just the product of like natural selection or the product of um, uncaring forces. But we are not. We are actually made in the image of God um, by the loving God who is mm. the creator. And even though Israel was um, the bondage of um, slavery, but um, God actually reminded, reminded us that we are not the random being, not mm. a slave, but we are created being. By mm. yeah, and it's a lovely thought, isn't it? Because I mean, let's face it, if we had come out of a slimy bog, humanity that is, yeah. and um, we are nobody, yeah. no matter what you did with your life, mm. you'd be nobody. But because we came from the hand of a caring, loving creator, you're somebody. Mm. Every one of us is somebody right away because of that origin. Mm. It's, yeah, the, the, these ideas of identity and, and meaning and value mm. are, are intrinsic too to the, this rhythm of rest. Yes. And so, mm. Mike, it's an interesting word that God calls his children to remember the Sabbath. Why would God ask that of the children of Israel, do you it, think? It is an interesting word, isn't it? Remember the Sabbath, um, probably because it's so easy to forget. Mm -hmm. um, and um, particularly with relation to the Israelites to mm. whom this was given. They'd just come out of Egyptian slavery and, and no doubt had, you know, I expect they were not allowed to keep the Sabbath. You're a slave, right? Six, you work 24 seven. Mm. And so now God says, remember it. It's very important. It is not optional. He's saying, you need this time with me, focus time, intimate time. Remember, mm. we had that intimacy pictured for us at the creation, intimate time with our creator. Mm. Mm. And so, you know, we do find that, that after the children of Israel had been slaves in Egypt and then after wandering in the wilderness for 40 years in the desert, a new generation comes onto the scene and they do have an albeit vague understanding of the Sabbath. But Hannah, what's, what reminder, what personal intimate reminder did God give to the children of Israel? Yes. So God gave uh, Israel a very um, important reminder in Exodus 16 and verse 21 to 23. Uh, it says, So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it melted. And so it was on the sixth day that they gathered twice as much bread, two omens for each one. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. Then he said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a Sabbath rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake today and boil what you will boil and lay up for yourself all that remains to be kept until morning. So at that time, uh, manna was given to them and it reminded them that God is a provider, God is a sustainer mm. of them. Um, but not only that, this is the miraculous um, supply uh, on the seventh day. Usually if they keep the food for next day, it, was, uh, it went bad, it stinked and um, maybe the bug was there. But then for the seventh day, um, oh, the sixth day, they um, received the double portion mm. of the food and even even though uh, when they kept for next day, it was fine. It didn't go mm. bad. It's, it's amazing here. This reminder tells us, it mm. teaches us of God as the one being 
one who sustains, but also his commitment to us. Yes. Mm. Uh, his, his covenant keeping faithfulness to us. And in mm. terms of creating a rhythm. Right? Yeah, rhythm. Mm. Yes. The, the rhythm was put in place by the virtue of the fact that the manna didn't fall on Sabbath, but mm. had twice as much on, on Friday, our Friday. Um, so the rhythm was set by God himself. Mm. They couldn't avoid that rhythm. Mm. Right? If they ate and they did, then that was put in place for them. It's, it's an interesting notion, this idea of, you know, God calling his, his children to remember and to keep mm. the Sabbath holy. Mm. But in a very real sense, we could say that the Sabbath keeps us because That's of that rhythm, yeah. right? That every, every Sabbath, every week, this rhythm, this cycle comes around mm. uh, and this beautiful rest for us mm. as, as well. I, so in sorry, I just want to ask quickly that this was given um, before the Ten Commandments as well, that the cycle mm. was already there even before the commandments. Mm. Mm. It's true. Good point. Good point. Thanks, Hannah. So in, in our personal experience, uh, the second coming of Jesus, it's always near mm. and perhaps it's even closer than we can imagine. Mike, I want to ask you, how does the Sabbath remind us not only of what God has done for us in the past, but for also what he will do for us when he returns. Yeah, that's really important. I mean, it's a continual reminder mm. that, that the God who created us plans to recreate the earth. So it's, God is wanting us to get that message. I, I, I'm thinking of Isaiah chapter 66 <clears throat> and verse 22 and 23, which say this, for as the new heavens and the new earth, so it's taking our minds right through into eternity, mm. which will follow the coming of Jesus, as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your descendants and your name remain. And then he says, and it shall come to pass from one new moon to another and one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come to worship before me. So God is here connecting the Sabbath with the future um, life of, in glory. Mm. When the people of God will have sin behind them and will be once again rejoicing together mm. in the visible presence of God. So even in eternity future, we see the rhythm mm. yes. of, of yes. this rest. the rhythm is necessary. Yeah, wow. that's powerful. Well, that's of course, it was necessary thought. at the creation before sin. The rhythm was necessary. And how about mm. now? Mm. Well, all the more so. so. Thank you for that, Mike. We'll, we'll turn now to look at the focus of us remembering the Sabbath. Yes. And Hannah, I want to ask what... What's one of the major focuses for us remembering the Sabbath today? Yes, the major focus here is that God is the creator and he gives us purpose and mm -hmm. value and meaning of our life too. Even though, um, yeah, as we talked about, Israel was uh, being slaves. Um, but um, God was promising that every Sabbath uh, he was rem uh, reminding them that he's with them, that he's the creator. And even today's uh, secular world, many people mm -hmm. forget about that. But um, yeah, God is, um, yeah, through God, we can really know the origin of who we really are. And Sabbath um, call us back to the creator. It's mm. powerful. That's powerful. Mm. Mike, is there another major focus? Yes, yeah, it's really interesting. When, when the Ten Commandments was reiterated to Israel, um, it's the, the Sabbath commandment is slightly different from mm. the one that you recorded in Exodus 20. And I'm going to read from Deuteronomy chapter 5 and verse 12, which says this, Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord. And he goes on to say, just like it did in Exodus 20, you're not to do any work on that day. It's to be a spiritual focus. Anyhow, then he gives the reason for it. 
And that's in verse 15. And remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God brought you out from there by a mighty hand and by an outstretched arm. Mm. Therefore, the Lord your God commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. So this is adding another element of redemption, if Mm. you like, to the meaning of the Sabbath. The symbolism here is fabulous. Um, As we know, all the Bible is full of symbolism and God is saying something here. So the Sabbath is a, a reminder constantly of the loving creation of a God who cares for the creation he's making, us, for example. And, but in addition to that, now that we have a sin problem to deal with, it's a, it's a reminder of our deliverance from the slavery, not of Egypt in our case, mm. but from the slavery of sin, mm. that Jesus has redeemed us from that. That's, that's powerful to, to realise that God doesn't just initiate creation mm. and then leave us be. Mm. But he, he, he takes care of our sin problem. He's rescued us. We, yes. We're going to transition now, going on from what you said, Mike. I'm going to read from John chapter 1 in the New Testament, and I'll read verses 1 to 3. And, and just notice the language of the first few words. It says, in the beginning, here referencing, John is referencing back to uh, the creation account in Genesis. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And notice verse three, all things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that was made. Hannah, I want to ask, what what do these verses mean for our viewers today? Yes. Yeah. um, As you emphasize, um, word created the world Mm -hmm. and our life source is God. And the one who um, shine into the darkness, you know, um, in the total darkness, there was a light shine through the darkness. And um, so it really echoes with the creation week that there was nothing but God created uh, the light in the darkness. Mm. Um, so now cre- um, the creator is about to um, enter the world. Mm. In, we see it's powerful. And, and we don't have to wonder who this word is because the Bible goes on in, in verse 14 and I'll read. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. Mike, what does this verse now mean what for a, our viewers? It's, it's a beautiful reminder of God's desire for intimacy with his children. Mm. as we saw back at the, in the actual creation event of humanity. And how amazing that he joins us. He becomes part of his own creation in order to redeem us, mm. to save us. Um, and what this does is it reinstates us as children of God. And I don't mm. think we should underestimate the value of that. Mm. Now, we mentioned before that because he created us, we are somebody. Mm. Well, think what it means now that we are the, um, the focus of redemption. Mm and the Son of God becoming the Son of Man in order to save us. Here we have a picture of a God who loves his creation beyond, beyond, I can say beyond belief, but it is something we believe. Mm. It is just a wonderful thing that he has done for us. Mm. And we are therefore adopted as sons and daughters once again. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. Hannah, I want to ask, why is God worthy to be worshipped? I mean, we were talking about God's call for us to worship him on the Sabbath, but why is he worthy? Yes, let's go to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. 
Bible says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So now we see um, creation. He's the creator here. But if we go to chapter 5, verse 9 to 10, it also says this. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongues and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. So here we see the redemption as well. He's not only creator, but he's the redeemer for mm -hmm. us. He sent um, um, Jesus to us and he died. He gave um, his life for us. What an amazing God He is. Uh, why not praising Him and glorifying Him and worshipping Him? Because mm. He's the Creator and Redeemer. No, thank you, Hannah. Mike, is there a call today? Does Scripture allude to anything of us worshipping God as Creator and Redeemer? Yeah, it surely does. Um, and I'm thinking of Revelation 14 and verse 7 and the three angels' messages that mm. are there. These are messages to go to the world just before Jesus comes. And I mean, we live, in, we live in an age where people have lost sight of the fact that mm. they, are the, they are the result of the creative act of a loving God. I mean, how, how sad it is that the world doesn't realise this. Um, but look at the call. It's so apt for today. Verse 7, saying with a loud voice, not a quiet statement here. This is, a, this is something to get everybody's attention. Mm. Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. And then and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and the springs of waters. Remember that you are somebody because you were made by a loving creator. Mm. And we're to remind the world of this. This is a message for our world. And if ever it was a timely message, it's this one. Um, when the world needs to hear this wonderful good news, mm. a personal God made humanity. Hmm. Wow. Some, some may think that the command to keep God's Sabbath is one of restriction, mm. of do's and don'ts. Uh, but the Bible outlines principles of how we can, in fact, keep the Sabbath. So, Hannah, what, what should the atmosphere be when, we, when we're coming to the Sabbath? What atmosphere should we both create and promote? Yes. Um, um, let us read Isaiah 58, um, verse 13. It says, If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honourable, and shall honour him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. So as you say, some people say, oh, is that the day that we can't do this, can't do this? But it's not. It's the day that we can find delight. We can have joy on mm. this day. And probably it's a day of celebration for um, the creator and redeemer of God. So um, also to have this celebration, we can um, plan ahead um, for the six days. We can work effectively and plan ahead so that we can have this special day aside, mm. set aside. Um, yeah, so it's a, not the don't, don't day, but this is the day of joy. Mm, wow. And, and practically, Mike, mm. what are some ways that we can enter into these rhythms of rest each Sabbath? Okay, okay. well, the body does love rhythm. Let's face it, it. You know, you do better if you have a regular planned life um, where you live in predictable ways. Your body likes that. 
Mm-hmm. And, and our whole nature loves that. And the Bible, um, the Sabbath rather, gives us that rhythm, a weekly rhythm. And our bodies love to do that. And it's an opportunity. And this is the interesting thing about it that I love. It's an opportunity of act- activating and for some people reactivating their spiritual nature. Mm. which can be so easily neglected. We have a pretty much, most people have a very busy life. Mm. Yes. And it's, this is an opportunity for rest, which is why God made it a command, I think. Because given the option, most people are far too busy (laughs) for such a thing. But God says, no, you've got to do this because you need it more Mm. than you realise. And we can come into his presence in joy. I just love this um, invitation that Jesus gave in Matthew 11. In verse 28, where he says, and this applies specifically and specially to the Sabbath experience. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. There's that word. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I'm gentle and lowly in heart. And again, he says, you will find rest for your souls. Mm. Um, this, and that I believe um, and know is the major thrust and role of the Sabbath is to draw us into the presence of Jesus. This is a time when in a special sense we may focus on him to the exclusion of everything else that normally takes our attention and we may enjoy an experience with him that is not available at any other time. Hmm. We, we transition now because throughout the Bible uh, there is a call for us to be holy. And when I look to myself, I think, well, I'm not sure how I can be holy. And, and Mike, I want to ask you, how can we be holy, do you yeah. think? Okay. Um, well, I'm just going to refer, refer very quickly to 1 Peter chapter 2 here mm-hmm. and uh, to verse 9 and 10, which says, where, here is a description of the people of God, the mm-hmm. church. You are a chosen generation, he says, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. Um, You're a holy nation, a holy people. And we are called to be holy people. And by our acceptance of Jesus into our lives and him as our saviour, we are accepted as if holy. Um, You're actually called a saint. Hmm. Everybody in the scripture who believes in Jesus is addressed as a saint. Hmm. Now that means literally holy one. And most of us say, well, um, I'm not sure about that. Yes, that's how God sees you. Mm. You are covered, if you like, by the holiness of Jesus himself. We call it a robe, a robe Mm. of righteousness. Um, It's a lovely thought that he does that for us. And that changes us. You cannot come into the presence of the righteous, holy God in the special way that you can do on Sabbath without changing you and influencing you and making you into a holy person. Mm. It's an amazing thing because... Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit um, doesn't just call us to be holy one day, Mm. but every day. And so as we bring it to a close today, Hannah, I want to ask, um, well, how can the Sabbath be a reminder of us as to remember God as creator and redeemer as well? Any any thoughts to close? Yeah, Um, I think um, just the fact that we are in his presence gives us the assurance that all Mm. the promises that are in this amazing book Mm. of eternity to come are actually going to happen. Wow. It's his presence with us there is the guarantee. So if you like, the Sabbath is not only that reminder of creation and redemption, but the hope of eternity. That's powerful. 
We rest in the blessing of Jesus, the one who created us, redeemed us, who is sanctifying us and is coming again for us. The Sabbath is heaven's oasis, rest in the parched desert of our chaotic and secular world. We invite you to enter into rest with Jesus on the Sabbath. We are glad you were with us today on Let God Speak. If you would like to watch this program again or any past programs, go to our website. You can download teacher's notes there also. You can email us at lgs at 3abnaustralia.org.au. Do join us again next time. God bless. You have been listening to Let God Speak, a production of 3ABN Australia Television. To catch up on past programs, please visit 3abnaustralia.org.au. Call us in Australia on 02 4973 3456 or email radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you.